the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, America. Hello. Uh, welcome. This is the Todd Starnes radio program. Very honored to have you with us today. And uh, we've got we've got a jam packed show for you. Uh, normally, we don't have that many guests today. We've got a lot of folks dropping by. Uh, we're going to be speaking to our good buddy Eric Bowling over at Newsmax uh, just a little while. Also, Congressman Brian Mast is going to be here, and our good friend Bruce Elliott. You folks in Baltimore who listen to the show on WCBM know Bruce, and uh, we're going to be talking about this crazy story. Get this. Only 8% of Baltimore County 8th graders test proficient in math. It's unbelievable, this story, and a lot of parents are are very upset about what's happening in Baltimore, a city, by the way, that happens to be run by Democrats. Also, it is Valentine's Day, so uh, we'll be, uh, you know, if you want to give your your, um, other person... (laughs) Your better half. If you want to give your Valentine a shout out today, we will let you do that because that's what we do here on the. We're all about love on the Todd Stearns radio program, and uh, we will be. Uh, we'll even try to throw in a couple of uh, great love songs uh, for our bumper music today. We may try to do something like that. Anyway, uh, go ahead and write down our telephone number. You will need this today: eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. That is a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, Transportation Secretary Pete Booty Judge is facing some fire from conservatives. And Secretary Booty Judge is deserving of every bit of controversy that he generates. So this guy, when he is, when he's not, he's been out on maternity leave for a good chunk of his time as the transportation secretary. And uh, he's been busy learning how to chest feed his uh, child with the husband. Was it, what's his name? Chastity? No, Chasen. Chasen. I don't know. Anyway, Mr. Mr. and Mr. Buddha Judge. So he's been busy doing a lot of other things. The guy's been preoccupied. So he wasn't able to really address the container uh, and the ship controversies. And he, of late, has not been able to address this catastrophe that has happened in East Palestine, Ohio. 
And it is horrible. As a matter of fact, it's impacting not just the people in East Palestine and the, along the Ohio-Pennsylvania border, but this is an environmental disaster that could impact everyone from Tennessee all the way to western New York. And Booty Judge is nowhere to be found. As a matter of fact, Booty Judge was asked about this yesterday, but instead he is more focused on a, on another pressing issue. Now, keep in mind, it was Booty Judge who told all of us that the one of the, the greatest threats to democracy was the nation's racist highway system. You 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 might remember that. We've, we've been talking about it for quite some time. But I had no idea there was another big problem. Apparently, there are far too many people of the Caucasian Caucasian persuasion working in transportation jobs. Cut number six. To work with your contractors, uh, to work with your community colleges on building a workforce that reflects the community. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good paying jobs, don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth gaps in this country if we can tear down those barriers. But that happens at the delivery level. All right, so there you go. Uh, Booty Judge says there are way too many white guys, way too many honkies working in transportation jobs. So we've got to do something about that. That is the most pressing issue facing the transportation secretary. Meanwhile, you have all sorts of horrible things happening in America. This train derailment last week, the side effects are now beginning to show themselves. We are hearing reports of wildlife dropping dead. We have already verified reports of birds falling out of the sky, of fish dying, dead fish floating in the water. And a lot of people are very concerned about what sort of an impact it's going to have on human beings. I mean, if your little pets are dropping dead, what about mommy and daddy? What about small children? And what about all the people who breathed in those fumes and maybe were exposed to contaminated water? And the broader issue is how many how many folks downstream are going to be impacted by this. Do you know they're actually testing the water right now in Louisville, Kentucky? This is how serious of a situation we're dealing with, and yet nothing from the White House, nothing at all. So there is grave concern about what's going on. Now, we understand that five of the derailed tanker cars were carrying vinyl chloride. Now, this is a a pretty standard chemical that's used in manufacturing plastics. There's a pretty good chance you have items in your household that were created using vinyl chloride. But there's a problem when vinyl chloride catches fire and explodes. It has been linked to all sorts of very horrible things, including brain cancer, lung cancer, liver cancer, cancers of the blood. 
Reading from the Washington Post, but much of what we know about how this chemical affects people is from studies of workers who've breathed it for long stretches of time. It's less understood how a sudden release, such as the one in Ohio, could affect people living nearby, or how the authorities' decision to burn off the vinyl chloride might affect its dispersal. Now, my understanding is vinyl chloride is actually more dangerous when it's set on fire. The EPA says it's monitoring other chemicals. By the way, those weren't the only chemicals there. I mean, this is a this is a bad, bad thing. The Environmental Protection Agency says it's monitoring, monitoring two other chemicals, including hydrogen chloride, that may be released into the air. Neither of these is good news. So there you have it, folks. Not a good situation. And meanwhile, the government is out there trying to convince everybody that they're, we're about to undergo an, an alien attack. They want to distract you from what, quite frankly, could be a more devastating issue. So we'll keep, uh, we'll keep an eye on this, and we'll see how things go. But if you're anywhere around this, and again, Louisville, Kentucky, already testing the water, they're saying it's safe to drink. I don't know. We'll see. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. So another bit of breaking news today. Nikki Haley officially announced that she is running for president of these great United States. Nikki Haley, the former U.N. ambassador, former governor of South Carolina, proclaiming her Indian American heritage. At least she's proclaiming it, unlike Kamala Harris. Nikki Haley, who wants to become the first lady president. And here's uh, how that big announcement went down. Cut 10. The railroad tracks divided the town by race. I was the proud daughter of Indian immigrants. Not black, not white. I was different. But my mom would always say your job is not to focus on the differences, but the similarities. And my parents reminded me and my siblings every day how blessed we were to live in America. Some look at our past as evidence that America's founding principles are bad. They say the promise of freedom is just made up. Some think our ideas are not just wrong, but racist and evil. Nothing could be further from the truth. I have seen evil. In China, they commit genocide. In Iran, they murder their own people for challenging the government. And when a woman tells you about watching soldiers throw her baby into a fire, it puts things in perspective. Even on our worst day, we are blessed to live in America. I was born and raised in South Carolina. Wake up! So I have seen the very best of our country. People here threw out the old, tired political establishment and demanded accountability for their tax dollars. Industry reports called us the beast of the Southeast, which I love. People came by the thousands for fresh starts. Moms and dads held their heads up high. Children learned that it was always a great day in South Carolina. It's a great day. It's a great day. A great day. A great day in South Carolina. We were strong. 
we were proud. And when evil did come, Police in South Carolina are looking for a gunman following a shooting at a church. Several victims, we don't know the uh, severity. We turned away from fear, toward God, and the values that still make our country the freest and greatest in the world. We must turn in that direction again. Republicans have lost the popular vote in seven out of the last eight presidential elections. That has to change. Joe Biden's record is abysmal, but that shouldn't come as a surprise. The Washington establishment has failed us over and over and over again. Okay, enough, enough. It's okay, thank you, Kyle. Oh, my gosh. I'm, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry. Some of you may have just swerved off the road. You, you fell asleep, and I apologize. I deeply apologize for that. Uh, look, yeah, that's the big launch from Nikki Haley uh, representing next-generation voters. Got to tell you, folks, that video, it makes Jeb Bush look like he's on amphetamines. Jeez, hello. I've never seen anything like that before. How is that supposed to inspire? I think it put everybody to sleep. So there you have it. Nikki Haley says she wants to be president going up against going up against President Trump. I wonder if Trump's going to give her a nickname. Sleepy Nikki? I don't know. We'll have to come up. Maybe we can offer some suggestions. So here's the question, folks. So now we have two people in the race. And this is not some sort of a hypothetical. So who do you like? Do you like Nikki Haley or do you like Donald Trump? 844-747-8868. Toll free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost nine hundred grand. If you run a business, a church, or a nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. Refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. All right, there's a there's a brand new poll out for the presidency. This is from Reuters Ipsos. The Reuters Ipsos poll. According to their data, which is just out today, Trump gets 43% of registered Republicans in the latest poll. 31% say they support Ron DeSantis. You've got Nikki Haley at just 4% right now. So I <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that video is going to do it. Maybe that'll just, uh, you know, she's calling for generational change. But if I'm looking for generational change, I'm looking at somebody like a Sarah Huckabee Sanders. 
So who what who do you like here, ladies and gentlemen? Does Nikki Haley have a shot? Would she make a good vice president for for Donald Trump? 844-747-8868, our toll-free telephone number. Let's go to the phones. Jim in Maine, WLOB, our great station there. Hey, Jim, what's going on? Hey, Todd, good to talk to you again. <clears throat> I, I just I want you to envision a beautiful country road in Scarborough, Maine, with beautiful fields of snow, and then you played Nikki Hale, Haley, and I almost swerved off the road. <laughs> okay and i wish that these folks would understand that as brash and sometimes as buffoonish as, as as trump can be that people like him because he is the exact opposite of what she just spit spit out excuse me because you know that was that was awful it really was that was terrible i listened to the first few minutes you played and that's exactly what people don't want that you you're, know? you're you're right jim and and here's what here's what gets me about all of this this is what needs to happen it's not going to happen jim but this is what needs to happen every single person ron desantis tim scott mike pence nikki haley what they ought to do is all stand up, and they can—they don't have to do it together, but they can do their own little thing, and they can say, you know what, I really wanted to run for president in 2024, and I believe I would make a great president, but I'm going to stand down. I'm going to wait till 2028 because Donald Trump deserves another shot at this. And I guarantee yep. you, Jim, if they, Mike Pompeo, if all of them did that, it would unify the party as best as the party could be unified. And I believe that Trump would win in 2024, and and we would win in 2028. But I'm not sure they're willing to set aside their own egos for the better good. I know, you know, you, you, that's you're totally right. I totally agree. I think if they if they unified, that's an overly used word, but it would just, you know, I think they would crush it. But you know, the, that that whole speech and that whole everything. It was so nauseatingly pol- politically gross, you know. So that's a huge turn off that Nikki Haley thing. And it, it, you know, I like her too, and I think she's she's been okay. She's done some good stuff, but that just absolutely threw her in the toilet for me. What she ought to do is fire the consultants that put that together because that did her <laughs> no good, no good at all. <laughs> All God right. bless you, Todd. You have a good day. God, God bless you as well, Jim. Thank you for listening to us, and uh, hello to all of our great listeners uh, up in the, the state of Maine. By the way, hold on, hold on. I've got a, I just received mail in my fingers, a letter, a hand-typed letter from JJ, who is a, he says, I'm from the good Portland WLOB is the radio station. He says, uh, Todd, thanks much for putting our listeners on WLOB Portland. Tell Jeff Katz his reputation is catching up with him. I remember hearing him during the week on 680 WRKO, which, by the way, a great radio station in Boston. That's where Jeff and I got to be good friends. He was great there, and he's doing fine when you use him on your network. He's on a great station in Richmond, which is beautiful country regards, JJ. 
and uh, signs it 2223. JJ, thank you for the kind note. And I do agree, not only is WLOB a great radio station, but WRVA, another great station there in Richmond. And uh, we're honored, honored because it's a terrific affiliate. All right, folks, we've got to take a quick break here. We're going to be going to your phone calls as well. 844-747-8868. We're going to be checking in with our good friends over at WCBM in Baltimore. Man, the school's over there. What a mess that is. In the meantime, check out ToddSturge.com. We have some great resources for you there as well. All right, uh, folks, we'll be right back. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. I've noticed that when I go to the shopping mall and buy one of the towels, they just don't seem to work very well. They feel too soft and too lotion-y. They just don't absorb the water. Well, our good friend Mike Lindell over at MyPillow has found a solution, and you've got to get yourself one of his brand-new towels. These things are incredible, and best of all, they're made right here in the U.S., and all of his towels come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to be able to get a six-piece set, two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, all made with USA cotton. They are soft yet absorbent, and you're normally going to pay over $100, but thanks to our good friend Mike Lindell, $39.99. That's it. It's a great deal. All you have to do, go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Just enter the promo code STARNS or you can call 800-839-8506 for some incredible radio specials. Again, MyPillow.com, promo code STARNS. All right, one of the best, most ridiculous TV shows in all of American TV history. Remember Love American Style? Hold on, Kyle, let's play a little bit more of this. No, don't, no, you can't rest your head on my shoulder, Kyle. Wake up. And you and Bruce Elliott on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Well, Bruce, you never know what's going to happen around this joint. Yeah, good afternoon. How are you, Todd? Bruce, I'm doing well, and uh, welcome to the show. We've been uh, following this crazy story out of Baltimore, and uh, folks, Bruce is uh, one of the top radio hosts in America, co-hosting The Morning Drive, uh, Casey and Elliot on Talk Radio 680, which is our great affiliate there. Uh, Bruce, this story about Baltimore County and math proficiency, what's going on there? Well, it's, it's both Baltimore City and Baltimore County, Todd, uh, that the kids are not testing to grade, to put it very politely. A uh, story on WBFF-TV here locally a couple of days ago uh, said that of the list of 23 schools that were checked, uh, 10 high schools, 8 elementary schools, 3 middle schools, uh, 2,000 students took the math test at various grade levels, and zero students uh, tested proficient in math. These are three schools where zero, profi- zero proficiency. Uh, of these schools for incarcerated youth, the other two are for students with disabilities. But those are special schools. The 23 schools that they, they checked in this particular survey, 
indicated with one or two students at the outside proficient in math, and most of the schools had no one proficient in math at their grade level. This is a, a pretty grim number, and the Baltimore County numbers turn out to be just about the same. Uh, so something is not working well here. Bruce, any idea, has the school district given any kind of explanation as far as what's going on here? Oh, the excuse has been, uh, blame it on COVID. Uh, the, the problem is, in Baltimore City, uh, these uh, test scores have been sliding down virtually every year for the last six or seven years. That means it began happening well before COVID struck. Uh, I think there are two sets of problems here, Todd. Uh, if I might, and I know you and I, over time, have talked about these issues a good bit. One is the kids are not getting a satisfactory education for one or two reasons. Uh, first, the teachers uh, who care aren't able to teach because they're kids who are disrupting the classroom. And second, those teachers who do not care are somebody going through the motions and they don't care if a kid disrupts the classroom. The second issue, though, I think, and the key issue, is the home. Uh, in Baltimore City, uh, you have an out-of-wedlock childbirth rate of north of 80%. Uh, you have all kinds of families in Baltimore City uh, that have no dad in the home. You also have a population that just doesn't care much about education. Uh, so it's really difficult uh, to convince little Johnny or little Janie to go study math and do those tables that you and I had to do growing up. You know, what's 12 times 12, et cetera, et cetera. If basically mom and dad don't care, it doesn't matter how good the teacher is, if mom and dad don't care, if they don't buy into the value of education, it's going to be virtually impossible, not just now, but for the next decade or 10, uh, to have the kid care more than mom or dad do. Well, dad only went through 10th grade. He's fine. Look at me. That's what you're looking at. Bruce, I'm, I'm so glad you pointed out the, the home component of this. I'm thinking if I'm a parent and my kid can't do multiplication or can't add or subtract, I should I should know that as as a parent and bring that to the school's attention. Uh, but it looks like we've just had failure across the board, and it's not just in Baltimore City or County. I suspect this is happening in school districts all over America. Well, check this out. Uh, the Woolens Hub did a study, and if you want to be discouraged about something, uh, Maryland – uh, rates as the second most educated state in the country. This is at the same time where you have these numbers about who can do math and who can't in Baltimore City schools. Well, they're getting, Walletown's getting their numbers from Montgomery County, Maryland, and Prince George's County, Maryland, which immediately uh, uh, abut Washington, D.C. And in that case, yeah, you have a lot of, of working professionals with professional degrees or advanced degrees working for uh, either institutions having to do with the government or working directly for the government. But you get outside that kind of specialized area, you take a look at what's happening in Washington, D.C., take a look at what's happening in Baltimore, take a look at what's happening in St. Louis uh, or Cleveland or Detroit or virtually any urban area in this country, and you'll find failure after failure after failure. And still you have the teachers' union pushing hard against the idea of what I think is a pretty common sense thing, the money follows the kid, uh, that if your kid is going to public school, the money follows the kid. If your kid is uh, being homeschooled, the money follows the kid. If your kid is going uh, to real, uh, either a Catholic high school or a Jewish high school, whatever the case might be, again, the money follows the child. 
the, the teachers' union does not want that to happen. Uh, they want a monopoly not on what I call public schools, but uh, they want a monopoly on the government schools. You know, they want it, to be able to indoctrinate as well as teach. You know, Bruce, it's interesting in Seattle, last week there was a big story about Seattle looking at even having to close some schools because they've lost thousands of students. They don't know where those students went, uh, either private school, moved out of the district. And, and I'm wondering if that's if that's going to happen here in, in Baltimore where you've got, I mean, these parents, for, at least from the local reports, are pretty angry. What, what, what are they saying on, on the radio station? Well, when we talked about this this morning, Sean Casey, who's my co-host tonight, we've co-hosted the show together. Um, we talked about this this morning, and uh, people, parents who care, are honked off, uh, to put it very politely. And many of them are trying to bang on the doors of the, of the school board, uh, either in Baltimore County or in Baltimore City. They're going to you know headquarters and trying to get a conversation with somebody who cares. And by and large, they thwart it. Uh, so the conversations are not happening. And look, here's something even more bizarre to think about. The woman who heads the Baltimore City school system, her name is Sanlitas. Uh, she has been there for six years. Obviously, failure after failure after failure. She has just been nominated as one of the most up-and-coming uh, black educators in Maryland. What? I mean, uh, connect those dots. Square that circle. I can't make it work. It's it's insane. Uh, folks, we've got Bruce Elliott on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line from our great affiliate in Baltimore, WCBM. That's Talk Radio 680. Bruce, um, again, is this a financial thing? I, we've seen the reports that, that what teachers are making over six figures when you throw in all the benefits and what the per student dollar amount looks pretty pretty steep as well. No, it can't be just money. Uh, first of all, a lot of the money ends up uh, at, uh, at, the, at the school headquarters, not in, the, not in the classroom. You also have teachers who spend a lot of their own money uh, to provide for their students. Uh, by and large, teachers do care. Uh, they want to make this work, but they're in a system where we care more about making sure somebody's gender is properly identified than we care about teaching the STEM uh, studies. In wow. China... They're teaching STEM. Here, we want to make sure if you look at somebody, if you call him he or she or they, uh, which is more important in the long run. I would argue that the Chinese on this one have it right. So, unfortunately, if you're going down to the Walmart in Baltimore, you're probably not going to get correct change back. I mean, that's the the sad reality, unfortunately. Everything's on an icon, John. (laughs) You don't have to enter numbers anymore on a cash register. (laughs) You push the icon, or you simply swipe it through, and the machine takes care of it for you. I'm old now, school, look, Bruce. I, yeah, I am terrible at doing math in my head. This is an admitted weakness, so I, I avoid doing that because my numbers always come out wrong. But I do know how to actually add a column of numbers. Uh, by the way, the uh, the $20 you loaned me for, I thought was a great business idea. Um, I'm, I'm going to get it back to you uh, as, as soon as the... Inflation means the money needs less. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about that off the air, but oh, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, you know, it's, uh, it's an important thing. Look, I thought it was a great idea, Todd. I thought roadkill mac and cheese was a thing of tomorrow. It's... I mean, not everybody can afford lobster mac and cheese. <laughs> we'll be able, you know what? That would be a good seller over in East Tennessee. <laughs> not so much West Tennessee. <laughs> Bruce, are you doing well? Otherwise, it's been a while, my good friend. 
Yeah, it really has. Uh, folks, just so you know, uh, I was the one who made Todd Starnes a star. Wow, that's that's actually yeah. true. It's <laughs> we've been doing radio together for a long time. A long time. Oh yeah. my goodness. Uh, we're doing farewell. The family is great. My daughter and son are both tremendous. My son is done with his military obligation uh, and is uh, working locally. Actually, my daughter is in St. Louis and she teaches. Uh, she's a teacher out there at a, at a beautiful school. Uh, she has a beautiful little girl uh, who is uh, quite a pistol and is going to be a handful. And I love the idea of being the grandfather because when the diaper gets full, I give her back. Well, there you go. That's the best world right there, uh, Bruce. Well, next, if you're when you're in St. Louis, just come on down down the river to Memphis, and uh, we'll have to treat you to some good barbecue. Oh, I love that because uh, you know St. Louis barbecue is like uh, like based on mustard. It's strange. Stuff. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's yeah. unfortunate. But we'll get you, and we'll get you a good slab of barbecue bologna while you're down here too. It's a local uh, delicacy. Yeah, all right. right. And I'll bring you some of the samples of the roadkill mac and cheese. Really Please good. do. Yeah, we'll get we'll send that up to marketing, Bruce. Uh, <laughs> Bruce Elliott, ladies and gentlemen, from WCBM in Baltimore. Bruce, take care now. Good hearing from you. Wow. Can you believe that story? No, not the roadkill mac and cheese. No, the kids in Baltimore, they're not learning anything. And we've all seen the stories. This is an abject failure, and I'm so glad that Bruce brought this up because parents bear some responsibility here. Moms, dads, you have a responsibility to educate your kids. You can't rely on these government-funded schools. You can't do it. So who do you blame for what's happening in Baltimore where zero, again, zero students in at least 23 public schools failed math class? Not a single student was proficient in math. Zero. District-wide, only 8% of students tested proficient. Who do you blame? The schools, mom and dad, both, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. Again, that number, 844-747-8868. Now, we have to share some great news with you. We are getting so much positive feedback about our upcoming trip to Israel. We're taking a hundred of our listeners to the Holy Land later on this year. It's going to be a wonderful journey. And the the great thing about our trip, it's going to be so intimate. I'll be able to spend one-on-one time with, with all of you uh, as we travel around and visit the Holy Land sites. Also, you're going to get an exclusive look inside the Knesset, and you're going to be able to meet with some Israeli government leaders during our journey. And we would love for you to be a part of it. All this month, if you sign up this month and you, you, you decide to use the, um, the, the payment system where you can pay a little bit each month, we're going to hook you up with a free breakfast in Tel Aviv that I'll be hosting. And also, you're going to be getting an exclusive Todd Stern Show jacket. It's really a, a great jacket. You're going to love it. All you need to do is either go to ToddSterns.com, click on the Israel tab at the top of the page, or you can call Dylan right now, 844-747-8868, and Dylan will get all your information. Uh, We want you to go ahead and sign up now, and again, you can pay a little bit each month. You don't have to pay the full thing. If you want to, that's great, but you don't have to. And also, uh, you'll be able to uh, get that incredible Todd Stern Show jacket. ToddSterns.com. We'll be right back. 
Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, Valentine's Day. And if you want to give your Valentine a shout-out, you can do that today, 844-747-8868. Dylan, I have to ask you a question. I know you've got um, – you have your Valentine is in another city. Unfortunately. But are you guys – do you have something planned? What are you going to do? Um, well, each year – and it's been like this the past two years, but we've gone on a little virtual date just for the day on Valentine's Day, and then I'll try to visit her like the weekend of Valentine's Day and have like a little special time, you know, wherever well, that's we're at. Nice. Are you do you have a gift picked out already? And what are you going to do? Well, I I did so I can now say this now cuz she just saw the flowers. So I sent her flowers um, from a nice Birmingham shop. Oh, you know, nice. From there, so. Oh, that's very nice. She got those. You know, if you're going to be in Memphis, Tennessee, by the way, Pew's Flowers, they do an amazing job. Yes. They they do a great job. Dylan, there's a survey I want to get your thoughts on. They say that some Valentine's Day gifts you think are great may not be so great. And this survey, the survey from Study Finds, they asked 2,000 Americans who are in a relationship about the biggest Valentine's Day cliches. And I'm, I'm shocked by this. They're saying that if you're looking to impress your partner this year, go-to gifts like chocolate-covered strawberries and champagne will not cut it. Hmm. Interesting. It's I wonder fa- why. Well, they're saying if you're getting that or like the heart-shaped candy, the yes. chocolate candy, it means you're not putting a lot of thought into the gift, <laughs> right? Yeah. I've seen those things recently. I feel like, you know, I don't know if this is true for all women, but I feel like they're not really in favor of the heart-shaped jewelry, the the heart-shaped candy. I mean, heart-shaped candy is probably better than the jewelry, but just it's a little it's a little cheesy, I think. I had to go to Kroger last night, mm-hmm. and I was back in the milk section where the where all that stuff is. There was literally a line of men lined up to get a dozen eggs. <laughs> I, think, I think they came out ahead. You know, it's I a lot cheaper. So. Yeah, fourteen percent. So these are these are the least the least coveted valentine's day gift the least desired gifts on valentine's day uh the classic heart-shaped box of chocolates 22 percent said they don't want the heart-shaped chocolates Mm -hmm. um flowers Uh uh-oh don't want flowers they don't want flowers 28 percent and and 14 i'm sorry 34 percent now this is the least desired of all they do not want furry handcuffs hmm 
This is this is interesting, Paul. I, I wonder. I, I'm curious about the flowers, though, because I feel like I feel like roses nowadays are becoming a little bit of that cheesy cliche gift to get on Valentine's Day. Like different flowers are what like they want. But if it's her favorite flower, yeah, that's that's important. Over half say that heart shaped boxes of candy are a cop out gift. Mm. Yeah. Well, you have to think about it. It's in like every single Kroger, every single CVS, like. It's just right there. It's the easiest thing to pick up on Valentine's Day. And the problem is, you always get the 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 one with the cream filling that tastes mm, horrible. That's true. Yeah. So if it's not, so if you're not going to get furry handcuffs, which I didn't <laughs> realize was a thing, uh, flowers or heart shaped box of chocolate. I guess they want you to think outside mm-hmm. of the, the chocolate box. Yep, I think that's got, what it is. You got to be creative. Sorry, guys, you got to be creative this year. I don't know. I'm opening this up to the ladies of our audience. That's I think idea. they want chocolate. I don't know a lady who does not want chocolate. <laughs> should ask them. Ladies, what say you? Would you rather have chocolate than furry handcuffs? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. 844-747-8868. we got to take a break for your top-of-the-hour local news, but we will be right back. Eric Bowling from Newsmax coming up next. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of The Big Show. Good to have you with us today. Happy Valentine's Day. And if you haven't got those flowers, you better head over to the Wawa and get them while you can. So... There's, uh, yeah, I'm telling you, there was a line out the door as uh, I was driving into the news bunker earlier today. Uh, 844-747-8868, that is our toll-free telephone number. Again, that number, 844-747-8868. Well, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Great American Patriot joins us today. He is the host of Eric Bowling, The Balance on Newsmax. Eric Bowling. Eric, hope you're doing good today. I'm doing great, Todd. Really, really good to be back on with you. How are you doing? Doing hey, good. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, well, likewise, yep, doing well, doing well. Um, Eric, a lot happening in the uh, in the news. Of course, this horrible shooting last night, Michigan State University, three killed, five hurt. We understand they're all students. And, of course, we don't know anything about what happened, and yet the Democrats already scoring big political points by uh, saying we got to go after the guns. Yeah. N- never was a Rahm Emanuel, never let a crisis, go, never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah. was the exact line. And, and that's what they do. They're, they're, they're a gun grab. You know, Kyle, what scares me is, is Biden in the State of the Union, and just prior to the State of the Union address, talked about, you know, what we need to do, what we need to do as a country with assault weapons guy doesn't even know what an ar-15 is at one point he talked about ar-15 as an automatic rifle ar and he's wrong geraldo did that on fox news ar ar-15 stands for assault rifle no it doesn't it's an armalite rifle they don't even know what they're going after honestly i think what the what what, what they're and then they always have been this is not new but 
they're they're getting more and more as society as American society becomes more and more woke. They're getting more and more young people on voters, and and what they're trying to do is do a gun registry, Todd. And this, as a Second Amendment advocate, I think this is the biggest risk, one of the biggest risks to the country right now. If they do register our firearms, they're going to register uh, law-abiding citizens' firearms. Meanwhile, they're probably I don't know 150, 200 million bad guys with guns running around they'll never register and they're just going to put us at a complete disadvantage at some point they're going to go go for the gun grabs first it's going to be uh automatic weapons or assault weaponry and then it's going to be well you know these pistols that have a have a a bit of a a shoulder uh you know attachment to it that that makes it feel like a rifle but still because we're going to go after those now too they're going to continue to go after until they get every possible gun they can get their hands on and again that's a that's a God-given constitutional right that we need to continue to protect. Otherwise, none of the other amendments matter if we, if we can't protect the second. It's a great point, Eric. The Second Amendment protects the First Amendment, and we've got to we've got to take a, a firm stand here. So, I look. I, I don't think anything is going to come of this, but it's just really tragic. And this goes all the way back to Barack Obama with the cops acting stupidly. Uh, Democrats like to use any kind of a crisis, any kind of a terrible tragedy, to advance their their agenda and and we're seeing that play out now i want to want to pivot real quick uh, eric i was uh, just on newsmax tv and we have been fighting the good fight with you guys of course at&t's direct tv taking newsmax off its platform and now comes word senator ted cruz is going to take up the fight he's going to be investigating not just uh, direct tv but going after big tech censorship of conservatives yeah it's, it's fantastic you know again so I'm here at Newsmax, and obviously this is a Newsmax issue, but it was OAN a year ago. It's Newsmax now. Um, this is in response to uh, a couple of Democrat congresspeople uh, under the Nancy Pelosi uh, Speaker of the House, who she condoned this letter. They wrote a letter suggesting that these that we get deplatformed, that including Fox getting deplatformed. Now Fox is the biggest cable news network in, uh, in the country. But they're not going to stop at nothing to, to continue to try and deplatform any voice that they don't agree with. It's, it, there's, there's no First Amendment in, in, in Democrat world. They, they don't care about the First Amendment. They, in fact, the First Amendment is a hindrance to them because, as we know, if it doesn't fall within their, their, their point of view or their perspective, they don't want to hear about it, and it, it's not valid. So they're going to continue up the food chain until they, they get all of the media on their side, at which point it becomes state state media, state TV, state radio. You know, fortunately, I'll tell you, the strongest holdout has been has been radio. radio I was on Mark Levin's show talking about this a couple of nights ago, and he said, look, we, we have to be careful because they will. They'll go and they'll continue and they'll continue to try and de-platform any conservative voice until they have everyone, including radio. And that's a scary concept. Then, then we're, we've, you know, we're one step away from, I don't know, socialism, communism. Well, this is why uh, I bought my own radio station, Eric Bowling. So they're not going to be able go. to, you know, do that to us. But you're right, and, and I think Levin is right. Uh, there, there will be an effort to shut down any speech they they find offensive or they object to. And that's one of the reasons I was disappointed with our former employer for really not coming out and fighting alongside Newsmax here. Because you're right, they're going to be coming after Fox News after they finish with Newsmax. Yeah, I, I you know, I, uh, I I called them out. I called them the Fox out a bunch of times. Where are you? Where's where? You know, if you really care about the conservative voice, 
you'll stand up and you'll you'll fight for people who who like us, like Newsmax. When when OAN got the platform, I and several other Newsmax hosts went on air, and you know, honestly, Ruddy was fine with it, absolutely fine with it. He said because because the right thing to do, and we defended OAN, and we said that's not right for them to get the platform. They're getting the platform likely because of their because of their, their point of view, their perspective, their conservative perspective, not because of finances. And, and clearly their deplatforming Newsmax has nothing to do with finances because Newsmax is right now the fourth largest cable network in America, far larger than people that their groups that they're keeping on, uh, DirecTV is keeping on the platform with far lower ratings, and they're paying them, they're paying these 22 groups, and they're not willing to pay Newsmax. So this is, this is more ideology than, than finance. But I said, you know, it, it, it's really not about that, Fox. It's, it's about the voice, which you claim to be all for, you know, all forms of conservative, uh, you know, the full spectrum of conservative uh, commentary. Then you'll stand up for Newsmax and OAN, and they're, they're ominously, ominously silent. Are they happy that their competition is going away? I hope not, because then that, would, that would make them look like just greedy money groveling SOBs, which they may be. Uh, by the way, folks, <laughs> well said, by the way, uh, call 877-NEWSMAX. So, folks, that's 877-NEWSMAX. Uh, they're going to connect you to DirecTV. They're going to connect you with your lawmakers up on Capitol Hill so we can fight back against this censorship. Again, 877-NEWSMAX. You know, Eric, we've been following this uh, crazy story about the whatever it is they've been blowing out of the sky, allegedly. What do you make about all of this? <laughs> Wow, I just wrote a monologue for tonight's show on this, and you know, I, a couple of things. First of all, it's it's, it's scary if if what they're telling. And first of all, I don't believe anything they tell us, but they really did look like they were, they they were deer in the headlights on the first Chinese balloon that they finally shot down after gathered a week's worth of intelligence over our, all our military bases. So it's it's scary that they were this incompetent. We just learned today that on the the object that was over Lake Huron, they missed so a, a quarter of a billion-dollar F-22 fighter jet shoots a multi-million-dollar missile at a massive object that they tell us has no propulsion nor maneuverability capability. They missed it. I, uh, it that's, that's scary in, in a, of itself. I believe that these objects are, 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 yeah, they're weather balloons, all right, but in a sense, not for the weather or the climate. They're just testing, you know, the response and testing what type of response we have. So they told us that they scrambled the signal around the balloon once they knew what was going on days into it. But, you know, the Chinese are smart. I'll bet you they had technology to, to, to read what type of scramblers we're using so they can work around it. That may have been nothing more than a trial to see what we were doing and what our technology, what our capabilities are, and then they'll, they'll, they'll beat us to it. They've, they've done it in every single form. I just read this, that they have more intercontinental ballistic missiles than the United States right now. They just surpassed us in the number of intercontinental ballistic missiles. They, they're, they're smart. They've got a mission, and their mission is, is world dominance, and our mission is to be woke and make sure that we use the right pronouns in the military. It's a scary place. Going. It is a very scary place. All right, Eric, we're going to leave it there. Uh, great, great show. Congratulations on all your great success. What, 8 o'clock tonight, Eric bowling yeah. the balance. Yeah. Yeah, we got Sarah Palin on tonight and others, but thanks, Todd. Good talking to you. All right, likewise. Eric Bowling, everybody, a great American patriot. By the way, I do want to encourage you to reach out to 
uh, Newsmax. Find out how you can help AT&T, DirecTV, censoring Newsmax. AT&T owns DirecTV, and they continue broadcasting 22 liberal news channels, but they canceled Newsmax. They canceled One American News, two conservative channels AT&T has removed in the past year. Newsmax, like Eric said, fourth highest rated cable news channel, great host, Mike Huckabee, uh, Chris Salcedo, Eric Bowling, and now millions of DirecTV customers cannot watch them on Newsmax. So look, there is a growing list of people that are fighting back. Rand Paul, Mike Huckabee, yours truly, former President Trump, urging you to cancel DirecTV and AT&T and stand up for free speech. By the way, you can call AT&T and DirecTV right now. Uh, write down this number, 877-NEWSMAX, and you will be connected to DirecTV. 877-NEWSMAX. Give them a call today. We'll be right back. Valentine's statement that you just mentioned. If if we don't put much thought into it, if we give them a card or candy or take them to dinner, but if you give them Michael Kors, Sephora, or Coach, now you've put some thought into it. Once you've emptied that wallet, you've put some thought into it. I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, well, thank you, Mark, from the Villages, uh, America's Friendliest Hometown. And th- that is an interesting thought, uh, is that the, maybe the more money you spend makes it a more thoughtful gift, I I suppose. I I don't know. Ladies, would you rather have the the, the flowers and the, the chocolate, or do you want some sort of an elaborate, well-thought-out thing, whatever that is? By the way, the the rumor is that a lot of guys are using AI to write their Valentine messages. <laughs> this is brilliant. I, I love this. Apparently, this is like a big thing, so much so that someone wrote wrote an essay saying, please don't let an AI write your Valentine's poems. Roses are red, violets are blue. You can figure it all out, so... Uh, but anyway, yeah, people are very – the New York Times, a Valentine from AI to you. We asked chat GPT to try to capture the most human of emotions, love. Try our Valentine generator and decide for yourself if artificial intelligence has developed emotional and emotional intelligence. So there you go. So you have a choice. Dylan, this is fascinating. According to the New York Times, they give you a choice. You can write a bitter valentine, or you could write a romantic valentine, platonic, over-the-top, or wishful valentine. Which one would you recommend we do? Let's try bitter. The bitter one's good. Oh, bitter. Yeah. Now, do you want to write your bitter valentine to your therapist, to Rihanna, your partner, yourself, and ex, Jennifer Coolidge? Who's that? Oh, she's the she's. Uh, I can't even do an impression, but she's an act uh, celebrity. Yeah. To your animal companion, your worst enemy, your work spouse, your weed dealer. Mm. Oh, let's do weed. That's interesting. In the style of a Yelp review, a Taylor Swift song, a greeting card, an Instagram husband, Shakespeare, a kindergartner, a pirate, a haiku, or the Swedish chef. 
Uh, is the Taylor Swift one on there? You, uh, yeah, I want that one. Yeah, you are. Right, so it's a Taylor Swift song. So we're about to write. We're literally doing this live on the air. This has never happened before on National Talk Radio before. So we are right. We're allowing AI to write a bitter Valentine to your weed dealer in the style of a Taylor Swift song. I can't wait. All right, it's doing its thing. Oh, here we go. Wow, it's really fast. Oh, wow. It's a little wordy. All right, here we go. We've got it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do we have any music? We should have asked Kyle to generate some music. My apologies, Kyle. So we're going to read this bear. Here we go. Loving you was wrong, a mistake so strong. You never gave me right advice. You only wanted me to pay the price. And your love was never what I need. But goodbye forever. No more weed. I what did you think about that one, Dylan? <laughs> that, that may be better than any poem that I've ever tried to write in my eighth grade crush that I've oh. tried to swoon. You know what? We're not going to do it to weed. We're going to do it to cheese. Okay. Yeah, that might in be In the style better. of a Taylor Swift song. All right, let's try this again. We could probably do this all day, Todd. You might could replace the rest of your show with chat. I'm GPT excited. Yeah, we're, cancel all the rest of the guests. <laughs> Oh, my word. It's like a multiple. It's like a song with the chorus and everything. All right. Here's verse one of the Taylor Swift song to your bitter Valentine. I never wanted cheese to be my fate, but it was there. I had to face my hate. It made me gag and I just couldn't take all those smells and flavors that it makes. Mm. Chorus. Cheese. Oh, cheese. Your smell is strong. You are hatred, not loved, so I'll sing you this song. <laughs> it does kind of sound like Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, if you're listening, hire us. <laughs> hey, we're there. I mean, we, we need to move move the show to Nashville. Yeah, that's right. We're going to be on Music Row. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've written a – so you know what? Let's do something a bit more – you're right. I'm, I'm hooked now. Let's do a over-the-top Valentine – I don't want to do it to cheese because we have some lactose intolerant people in the audience. Oh, let's do it to your animal. No, we don't want to do that. To your therapist, your partner, to New York City. Mm. All right. Do we want to do it in the style of Taylor Swift, a pirate? Oh, let's do the pirate. (laughs) I'm excited about this, Dylan. This is great. This is the best segment we've ever had. Ahoy, New York, me true love. Your skyline's a beauty. Your strips, this is terrible. Your streets drip with culture. And your energy is both your, it's Y-E-R. And your, (laughs) this is terrible. Ahoy, New York, me true love. Your skyline's a beauty. Your streets drip with culture. And your energy is both infectious and electric. I don't think a pirate would say infectious. (laughs) That's a pretty bold and broad uh, language there. Very romantic pirate. You're as grand as a sea monster, <laughs> as bold as a pirate and twice as brave. Ye guide us with your glow. Keep us safe and sound and help us follow our own dreams of it. Now, that's, I don't know. That's a little too sentimental for a pirate. Yeah. Pirates are a little bit more angry than that. I set sail with ye and near look back. Happy Valentine's Day, me love. Todd, I want you to know that this bot's a little woke. Yeah? I, I told it to write me a poem to Todd Starnes, and it said it will not do that as it, it goes against its moral principles. Wait, what? That is exactly what <laughs> Wait, it says. Wait, what? Let's try it out. No way. It doesn't like you, Todd. That's terrible. 
They'll take Taylor Swift, but not me. They wouldn't let me do one for Trump either. Oh, geez, a loom. All right, we got to take a break. 844 So explain this one more time. What just happened? So I said we were writing, you know, using the AI to write Valentine poems. You so know. we were, yes, we were using AI. Well, I thought it'd be really funny if I said, write me a love poem to Todd Starnes. And word for word, the AI replied, I'm sorry, but I cannot fulfill that request as writing inappropriate or offensive content goes against my ethical and moral principles. What? And I was like, huh, that's weird. Let me write one to Donald Trump. Same answer. Okay. So I said, hmm, let me write one to Joe Biden. And it wrote it. Wait, what? So I wouldn't write it for you or Donald Trump or Tucker Carlson or anybody that, you know, goes that, that direction. But you go the other direction and Did it, it writes s- beautiful stuff like this. With kindness and compassion, you lead a guiding oh, light in the darkest need. In times of turmoil, you plant the seed of hope and unity, a unifying creed. He likes Parmesan cheese. Oh, it's not, it's not done. Rhymes. It's not done. Okay, no, it's done. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's it's the lunch hour. People need to be able to eat their uh, bologna sandwiches. And that's a load of bologna right there, AI. All right, uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you with us on the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line, our good friend. He is the president of West Coast Baptist College, the pastor of Lancaster Baptist Church, Dr. Paul Chample. Dr. Chample, this is just really heartbreaking that I've been dissed by AI. Yeah, there seems to be a built-in bias to that system <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs> go figure. Oh, are you doing well, Dr. Chample? We are doing well, just thanking the Lord for his grace, and uh, we're uh, finishing up a children's building here at the church, and the college is doing well. We're we're very very thankful. You know, Pastor, the reason I wanted you to come on the show today there there's an amazing story uh, happening in Kentucky at a a small Christian college, Asbury. It's now Asbury University, and they're experiencing what's been called a a revival. They've been having over 133 hours now of these revival meetings. And, of course, this is not the first time that's happened at Asbury, going back to 1970, when what they they had a revival breakout, and it really swept across the nation. And I can't think of a better person to help us understand what's going on there than, than you. So what's going on? Well, of course, I haven't been there, but from what I can read and sense, they are experiencing some of what we would consider to be, uh, you know, evidences of revival. Um you know, revival has many, many human definitions, but one revival definition I like is that it's the people of God living in the power of an ungrieved, unquenched spirit, um, it, which is basically total surrender. Some have defined revival as falling in love with Jesus again. Um, and so there's, uh, there's an awakening that takes place. You know, revival is not a term we use for people that that have never had life. It's a, it's a term we use for people that uh, have become alive in Christ, but perhaps uh, drifted and perhaps uh, grew cold. And so 
uh, when there's a, a, a touch from God like this, it's, it, it can truly um, manifest itself with repentance, with uh, sometimes with conversions as well, but it's usually about the believer becoming thoroughly right with God. R.A. Torrey said, I can give you a prescription for revival. Let a few people, they need not be many, get thoroughly right with God themselves. And so what I have heard is that the students have been confessing sin. Uh, they have been, you know, basically coming clean before the Lord, and uh, that there has been a spirit of love outpouring on the campus. And uh, that's that's one of the, the products of revival, is that, you know, you're right with God, you're right with your fellow man, and there's a love and a peace that that begins to to pour out. And I think people are attracted to revival. I think that's why people are visiting and they're wanting uh, to to experience, you know, what God is doing. So, uh, Pastor, I, I want to jump in for a moment because it seems to me, I think there have been other instances throughout American history where the there have been these these awakenings where, you know, people have have come to Christ, uh, they have turned from from wickedness. And uh, I'm wondering if, if you think this might be where all, all of this is heading, where this could be maybe something that happens nationally. Well, we pray it will. Um, and when you study the revivals of the past, and I'm thinking right now of the Welsh revival of, of 1904, uh, there, was, uh, there was definitely a small country, a small area, but the revival spread from city to city to city. Uh, we were visiting a city several years ago, uh, and they called it R-O-O-S for short. I think it was Rosalberger, but uh, nevertheless, Terry and I were there, and we, we walked around and actually interviewed people uh, whose uh, parents had been a part of that revival. And after the revival finished, it was this was a town of 13,000 people, there were 8,000 residents that had accepted Christ as their Savior, and they had to build six brand new churches in 1905. So, I, you know, I believe that our church, every church, needs this similar, uh, I hesitate to use the word experience, but they need the, the, uh, the touch of God that, that these folks are experiencing that brings about uh, an awareness of sin and a desire to turn from it and an, and an awareness of our wonderful Savior and a renewed love for Him, and uh, and then that will evidence itself in family life. They say after the Welsh Revival, they had to retrain the donkeys and the horses because all they knew was cursing from their masters. They had to retrain them on the language. Uh, really? Hear, uh, yes, that you know, people changed so much during that time. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line is Dr. Paul Chappell. He's the pastor of Lancaster Baptist Church in California. Uh, pastor, what what needs to happen in this country? It just seems like we're just in a weird time, and you know, people are just lost. I, I guess is maybe the best way to to describe it. Well, revival is a very personal and very convictional issue because all of us who are believers would say. We need it, and uh, we we recognize that we battle the flesh every single day. And I think what needs to happen is that we need to be honest with the Lord. Uh, we have, first of all, we've seen the effects of liberalism, uh, obviously just denying the power of God. Uh, then we see the effects of uh, social justice theology and 
and a lot of the social works theology, which really takes Jesus out of the middle, and, and all of that has created a lukewarm church. And one of the things that I was looking at as I looked at the Asbury Revival just briefly was, is it is it just about the music, and is it just about kind of a prolonged concert, or are there real fruits of revival? And the reason that I'm optimistic is because the fruit of repentance, the fruit of of falling in love with the Lord and being right with others, and hating sin and loving God all seems to be evident with some of the ones that were interviewed. So that that's the type of fruit that churches need, and a revived church can make a difference in a country. Um, but we we must we must be sincere with the Lord and let Him convict of sin. And and when you have preachers that are referring to sin as a shortcoming or replacing the death, burial, and resurrection with some form of of civil action. We're missing the point then. We have to preach mm. the Word as it is, and then the hearers have to receive it as it is. And it's uh, it's still possible, Todd. Many of us are praying for it. Right now it's touching down here and there, but we definitely need to see it spread from, from state to state. Well said, uh, Pastor Paul Chample at Lancaster Baptist Church. Before I let you go, we're going to be asking Jack Hibbs this question, too, but I, I'm just curious. There's been a lot of talk about these balloons and what they are, where they came from. There was a lot of concern over the weekend that they might be uh, not of this world. And I'm curious, what does the Bible address that, Pastor? <laughs> I have I have no recollection of a scripture that that identifies the UFOs, uh, but um, you know people are certainly certainly speculating. I think most of them are made in China right now, from what we can tell. So <laughs> yes. uh, you know, but uh, I, I'll leave that one to Jack. I, I'm going to tune in and hear what he says. But I will say this, Todd, and I want to give your listeners a great Bible verse. Psalm 85 and verse six says, "Wilt thou not revive us again?" that thy people may rejoice in thee. And when revival comes, there's going to be a joy like these students are experiencing at Asbury. I'm going to preach tomorrow morning on revival here at West Coast Baptist College. I want it for my life. I want it for our students. And every one of us who are believers should pray to seek not just revival in the sense of, let's change America, but in the sense of God change me. And uh, Psalm 85.6 has been a great verse in my life for revival. And, and um, as, far as, the, as far as the UFOs, I, uh, I don't know, but I, I know this. The Bible says we're to be looking for that glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I, I do think that uh, there might become a desensitization to, uh, to that appearance. In other words, there'll be so many false appearances, false Christ, false... Mm false uh, appearances in the sky, that when Jesus himself comes and people actually are called away from this earth, uh, CNN is going to report that it was just another one of those uh, UFOs that came down or something. But uh, we know that there will be a literal return of Christ, and and that's the hope of every believer. I love that. I love that. I, you know what? I was going to ask you about Chick-fil-A and the new cauliflower sandwich, but I don't want to divide. I, I just, I, I don't want <laughs> to would, do that. That would hinder, that would hinder revival. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, Dr. Chappell, looking forward to seeing you soon. A big conference yes. coming up, and we're always my favorite time of the year, and it's just a Very wonderful, good. wonderful conference. 
Thank you, Todd. All right, there you go, folks. Dr. Paul Chample, one of the top pastors in America. And and I say that because this man has just um, a heart for people and a heart for sharing the, the good news. And we need more pastors like that. And they're just raising up those, those young pastors uh, there at West Coast Baptist College. And if you haven't been to the annual Spiritual Leadership Conference, I would encourage you to go. And it doesn't matter if if you're a pastor, you need to be there. If you're a church member, uh, you should you should go and attend. It's it is one of the most incredible moments of the year, and uh, we'll be posting some information about that. I'll be out there, uh, and I think I'm bringing the team out uh, this year. So it's going to be a wonderful a wonderful time in the high desert, as they call it, out there in northern Los Angeles County. All right, we got to take a break here, pay some bills, folks. You've you've heard the stories about what's happening at Asbury College. Do you believe that we're on the verge of some sort of a national revival breaking out? 844-747-8868. That, again, is our toll-free telephone number, 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Milford High School in New Hampshire. And it's interesting, the children at this at this school are actually more grown-up than the grown-ups are. So there's been a big fight over bathrooms. And so the school administrators, they decided to go ahead and cover up all the urinals in the boys' bathroom because it might offend uh, people who would be transgender. So, no, I'm not making this up. So, anyway, there was a big mass walkout uh, there in Milford High School, cut number 12. Milford High School students staging a walkout Friday in response to the school board's bathroom restrictions that limit the number of students who can use the facilities to the number of stalls available. Nobody asked for this. Nobody but the few parents who complained to the school board asked for this. The board voted on the measure on Monday after a proposal was brought forth that would change the district's bathroom policy, which allows students to use whichever bathroom aligns with their gender identity. The proposal would require students to use the bathroom associated with their biological sex, male or female, while students agreed they do not like the current bathroom restrictions. We're all a high school and the fact that you see this many people out here right now ready to kind of stand against the school board just kind of signifies that. Some have different opinions about what should be done to address the larger issue. As a female, I don't I don't think that it's safe to have males in our bathroom. This is creating just a complex system of inequality within our LGBTQ plus students. Teachers, parents, and administrators tell News 9 they're happy students were able to come together peacefully. Out of our students, I really am. This is what gets the attention needed to make a decision that's best for everybody. And I've reached out to every board member, and the ones who've responded say that they hear students' concerns and that this is an issue that will have to be brought up again. The next board meeting is scheduled for February 20th. All right, there you go. All right, good for you, kids. Stand your ground, flush those rules down the toilet of life. Oh, here in Memphis, another couple of interesting stories. What, 80-something cars broken into on Sunday, and they arrested a teenager. So apparently these are all being um, done by 
kids. So anyway, one of the people they arrested for carjacking, there were a couple of carjackings over the weekend. Uh, One of the people they arrested for carjacking, a 16-year-old, and the police noticed when they arrested the kid that he already had an ankle bracelet on, an ankle monitor. So the kid was already nabbed for another crime, and now he's nabbed for another crime. And all these uh, crime victims, this is pretty fascinating, are very upset because they're not making the kids stay in jail. So they take him to the jail, and I guess they fingerprint him, and then they send them right back out on the streets where they commit more crimes. So there was one particular lady, and she was a grandmother, and she was sitting there minding her own business in the car, had her little grandchild, and the next thing you know, she looks, and there she's staring down the barrel of a gun. And this 10-year-old boy... 10 years old, puts the gun right on her right on her temple, right between her eyes, and said, don't move. And they carjacked the woman. They put a gun to the, to the head of the, the grandchild, and uh, police were able to catch him. But it turns out that as soon as they caught him, they, they released the 10-year-old back into the custody of the parent. And this lady's like, what the heck is going on in Memphis, Tennessee? Are you people are you people nuts? No, ma'am, we're not nuts. We're just controlled by Democrats. And we're controlled by a district attorney who is soft on crime. A district attorney who does not want any child to be incarcerated. And I've I've said this and people thought I was joking when I said it. But here in Memphis, it's a reality that you could get shot, you could get robbed by a child a 10-year-old. And I've always felt that if I'm going to be robbed, I would much rather be robbed by a grown adult than a 10-year-old. Because I think I might be able to reason with the adult and say, hey, look, you know what? You're here for the car. Take the car. Or you're here for the, the money or my wallet or my smartphone. Here, take it. Just take it. I don't think you could do that with a 10-year-old. I think they would just get their jollies off by by shooting somebody. But this is a this is a parenting issue here. And and people in Memphis, some quarters of Memphis, they don't want to raise their kids. And now you've got a bunch of I mean they're behaving like animals, even worse than animals. At least some animals might let you live, but it's frightening what's happening out there. Anyway, got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. What do you do with the kids? What do you do with a 10-year-old who's running around with a gun threatening to shoot people? That is our telephone number. Coming up, Congressman Brian Mast and Pat Fallon are going to be here. We'll be right back, America. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. And hello, America. Happy Valentine's Day to you. And hope you're doing well. Do not use do not use AI to write your Valentine's Day card. You can do it the old-fashioned way. You can do it, America. I have trust in you. All right, uh, 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 
747-8868. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line right away. Honored to have with us from the 21st Congressional District in Florida, Congressman Brian Mast. Congressman, hope you're doing well today. I am. I'll be taking my wife out for dinner tonight. So. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. It's going to be a packed. It, the restaurants in Memphis, my understanding, completely packed. So um, looks like it's going to be a fun night for a lot of Americans. That's the way it should be. Congressman, uh, we got to talk about the, the latest uh, info on this, uh, whatever has been happening over the skies of, of our nation. And, and I'm wondering what information you can share with us. What are they telling you on Capitol Hill? There's a lot, truthfully, on Capitol Hill that's not known. You know, in our intelligence world, that's that's not known. Maybe you could even say there's more that's not known than what is known. Um, some of the things that I could say about it is you have our defense and intelligence apparatus that is monitoring our skies, looking for what they traditionally considered threats. And similar to searching for things on the Internet, they were filtering out things that they didn't consider to be threats or that they didn't want to see. And by virtue of filtering things out that they didn't think that they wanted to see, they created a, an unintended consequence of, of having a gap in their in their system and a, and a pretty significant gap. That's one way to put it. Well, I you know, it's, it's really been puzzling. Uh, there, there has not been that much coverage of this. I, I was expecting a lot more. And I was expecting a lot more concern from both sides of the aisle. I mean, the reality is, you know, if these, you know, whatever these things are, if they came from China, um, then we need to know exactly what the Chinese are up to and what's going on. No, 100% you do. We know that China's not a friend, right? They'll steal our intellectual property. They'll monitor us on TikTok. They'll buy up uh, farmland outside of our military bases. They'll buy up any place that they can get their hands on a rare earth mineral just to keep us from having it and be able to put it uh, into our infrastructure. You name it, they'll do anything they can to make themselves stronger and America weaker. Um, in that, I'm giving you narrative on this. I'm not giving you analysis. I'm giving you narrative right now. And that's simply to say that they will go out there and and assess that these are not weaponized balloons. That doesn't mean that they couldn't be, but the assessment being given is that they were not targeting something else. They did not have a payload that they were set to deliver. And they came in a host of varying sizes, to be truthful. The first one that was shot down, uh, that, that we first saw enter the airspace over Montana, was uh, you know something like 90 feet across, 200 feet tall. And some of the other ones that they've seen and, and are having difficulty identifying, maybe the size of a, a Volkswagen Beetle or, uh, or an ATV or something like that. And so it really begs into question what, is operating at that altitude at that very small size. Those are questions that aren't new. Now, Con- are questions that there are not answers that aren't new. Now, Congressman, you are chair of the new Foreign Affairs Subcommittee on Oversight and, and Accountability. What's what are you going to be focusing on in that in that new role? So, number one item we're going to be looking at is Afghanistan. Secretary of State Antony Blinken the billions of dollars that were left behind, the Americans that were left behind, the Americans that were killed, the special immigrant visa uh, anticipated recipients that were receiving zero support from the State Department, 
the lack of planning that went on with that and the ramifications that we will see forever as a result of what happened with that disastrous botch withdrawal from Afghanistan, that will be number one. Beyond that, there are things that are already ongoing, whether it's spending in the Ukraine. Uh, there's an audit being undertaken already right now by Deloitte to account for every dollar that I didn't necessarily, I didn't vote to send these dollars over there, but dollars that went to the Ukraine to account for those dollars and and actually have an independent firm look at where all those were spent. The list will go on for other things related to that from uh, border to Venezuela and and all points in between. But those are two of the top items that you're going to be looking at. Good stuff, and we're going to be we're going to be paying very close attention because we do need to get to the bottom of what happened in Afghanistan and what happened to all of the the, the tens of millions of dollars in military equipment that was just left behind for the Taliban to take over. Not millions, billions, tens of billions of dollars of equipment that basically made the Taliban and Al Qaeda because it is now a safe haven again for Taliban and Al Qaeda the most well-armed terrorist organizations in the history of the globe, but maybe maybe only comparable to, to Hezbollah, probably more armed than Hezbollah and, uh, and Hamas at this point because of what was left behind. But what we do know are a lot about the ramifications, and that being the first major domino that fell leading to Russia's invasion of the Ukraine, uh, China's expanded view of what they want to do in Taiwan and they're threatening there. It, it was a major domino uh, that all foreign intelligence agencies were looking at the Biden administration saying, how are they going to react? What are they going to do? And okay, this is going to be the kind of administration that they are. All right. Well, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. Before I do let you go, we've been following this this developing story out of East Palestine, Ohio, uh, where they had that horrible train crash, uh, the explosion, the fire. Lots of very, very significant concerns uh, as wildlife drops dead. Now Fox News has a headline up that uh, residents are suffering headaches. Are, are you satisfied with the response thus far from the Biden administration and specifically uh, the Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg? No, and this is something that they tried to ignore. Buttigieg tried to ignore it until uh, people started uh, coming forward with symptoms. This is not provocative to say or expect when you have toxic chemicals weighing to the tunes of, of hundreds of thousands of pounds per train car that they have there, and then all of that released or burned. I mean, you can imagine the cut. Most people can, can think of the kind of headache they get if they were to throw plastic or styrofoam into a fire pit somewhere, somewhere around their home. They would notice that. They'd get a headache. They'd try not to smell it. So imagine that to the tune of each train car uh, with hundreds of thousands of pounds and gallons and, and weight of uh, various toxic chemicals. Not provocative to see that being the case at all. And they wanted to ignore it right off the bat, saying, oh, everything's fine. Uh, it doesn't appear like uh, anybody got hurt at all from this. Obviously, they were they were jumping the gun on that and hoping to move away. Mm, it's It's a... Crazy. So we got to get to the bottom of it, and we've got to make sure uh, that not just the folks there in Ohio are safe. Uh, my understanding is they're testing the water as far south as Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, to the north uh, in western New York. People are concerned. I mean, this could be a major environmental disaster. 
I also sit on the Committee of Transportation and Infrastructure. There will be hearings on this as well. National Transportation Safety Board is already on the ground there with a team of, I would bet, somewhere between 20 to 30 at least uh, investigators uh, of what's going on there. And so, yeah, there's this is being taken uh, very seriously at this point. All right. Well, Congressman, appreciate your time this afternoon, and congratulations on the new chairmanship. Thank you, sir. All right, Congressman Brian Mast, and you heard he serves on Transportation Committee as well as his other responsibilities. There will be hearings. Uh, This coming as we're now finding out that there are new toxins that have been identified in the derailment. Uh, Cut number four, please. We now know three more chemicals that were on board the Norfolk Southern train that derailed here in East Palestine just over a week ago. And we're being told that some of those chemicals are dangerous. We basically nuked a town with chemicals so we could get a railroad open. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency sent a letter to Norfolk Southern stating that ethylene glycol monobutyl ether acrylate and isobutylene were also in the rail cars that were derailed, breached, or on fire. Caggiano says acrylate is especially worrisome. He says it's a carcinogen and contact with it can cause burning and irritation in the skin and eyes. Breathing it in can irritate the nose, throat, and cause coughing and shortness of breath. Isobutylene is also known to cause dizziness and drowsiness when inhaled. I was kind of surprised that when they quickly told the people they can go back home, but then said if they feel like they want their uh, their homes tested, uh, they can have them tested. I, I would have far rather they did all the testing. Caggiano says it's possible some of these chemicals could still be present in homes and on objects until you clean them thoroughly. Oh, there's a lot of what ifs, and we're going to be looking at this thing 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line and wondering, gee, cancer clusters could pop up, you know, well water could go bad. Kajiano recommends anyone who's in the East Palestine area get a health checkup. He says get a record of where your health stands now so that moving forward you have documentation of any possibly related effects to the train derailment. Meanwhile, Pete Booty Judge, nothing. Been completely silent until he was forced to say something today. Senator J.D. Vance out of Ohio called out Booty Judge, cut 14. Now, we know if you listen to Secretary Buttigieg today uh, that they are focused more on whether we have too many white men in construction jobs than he is on the fundamentals of his job, which is ensuring we have a viable transportation infrastructure in this country. And unfortunately, my constituents in East Palestine have been some of the main victims of the fact that we have failing infrastructure in our country, again, after spending tons of money in an effort to actually fix it. So the problem we have, Tucker, is that we are ruled by unserious people who are worried about fake problems instead of the real fact that our country is falling apart in some of the most important ways. That's right. Folks, do you think it was a coincidence that over the past couple of days there have been three, three train derailments involving toxic chemicals? One in the Carolinas, you had another in Houston, East Palestine, Ohio. Folks, the infrastructure in this country is crumbling. Meanwhile, we are spending billions and billions and billions of dollars in Ukraine while our own country suffers. And you, you hope and pray that these uh, good people in Ohio do not come down with um, cancer. But this is not good. 
There are multiple reports of the wildlife just dropping dead, dead fish in the water, the birds falling out of the sky, now residents complaining of headaches, and they're being told, it's okay, go back home, you're safe, go ahead, drink the water. I wouldn't drink that water. You folks in Louisville, Kentucky, they're testing the water, and they're saying, oh, yeah, it's good, you're good, go ahead, drink up. I don't think so. I do not think so. By the way, speaking of weird, DeMar Hamlin did an interview with Michael Strahan for for, uh, GMA. Did you see the – this was just weird. We're going to play some audio here. Um, This was – you're going to hear some dead air, all right? But this is all part of it. We're not – we're just broadcasting it as it happened, cut number nine. You're 24, peak physical condition, can run circles around me right now. (laughs) (laughs) How did doctor describe what happened to you? Um, um, That's something I want to stay away from. I know from my experience at the NFL, they do more tests than anything. And in the course of you having your physical, did anybody ever come back with any, say you had a heart issue or anything that was abnormal? Uh, Honestly, no. Um, I've always been a a healthy, young, fit, energetic, uh, you know, human being, let alone Mm -hmm. athlete. Um, So it it was something that was just, that we're still processing and I'm still talking through with my doctors just to see what everything was. Did you hear that? He wanted to answer, but he paused, and he waited a very long time before he gave the company line. This young man was vaccinated, and we know that because you had to be vaccinated to play in the NFL. And you heard him, perfectly healthy guy, always been physically fit. All of a sudden, this guy drops to the ground, nearly lost his life. And there's some indication that he was paid off Something I want to stay away from. What do you think that something was? Do you think the Do you think the pharmaceuticals? You think Big Pharma came in and said, "Hey, we're going to pay you a couple of million bucks if you don't say anything." What do you think it was, folks? Damar Hamlin almost lost his life. People dying suddenly, dropping dead after they get the vaccine, the clot shot. 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number, that's 844-747-8868. His response to that question should wake every American citizen up. Something's going on here. Something's going on. We'll be right back. Happy Valentine's Day, America. It's for the way you look at me. What about O? O is for the only one I see. Mm -hmm. V is very, very extraordinary. E is even more than anyone that you adore. You know, like half of Bartlesville, Oklahoma is dancing to this right now. So, good, fun town. We haven't uh, been there in a while. We got to get back to the 
get back to the heartland. I uh, hope you're doing well. Hey, let's go to the phones here. Germantown, Tennessee. Murph hanging out with us on KWAM, our flagship radio station. Hey, Murph, what's going on today? Dr. Starnes, always a pleasure. A couple of commentaries. You may, uh, I think you may have raised a question or two about this kid from Buffalo. That Because uh, nobody knows what happens to the human body when you take that quote-unquote vaccine. You know, one size doesn't fit all. But in relation to your commentary this morning about AT&T and One News America and Newsmax, <clears throat> right after you stated that uh, um, commentary, yours truly called up AT&T. First of all, asked to speak to someone in the United States of America, and that was that just impossible. So I ended up talking to somebody in the Philippines, expressed our opinion about One News America Newsmax, said we either either try and get it back on television or we're going to Verizon or cellular consumer cellular or somebody. And what did they tell you, Murph? <laughs> Well, this guy hemmed and hawed about, I could, well, first of all, it was very difficult to understand his English. Number two, he hemmed and hawed about um, that DirecTV was making adjustments to get those two programs back on. We got about 10 take, seconds, Murph, 10 seconds. Yeah, take about another six months. So who knows? He was just spouting the company line, and we can't blame him, but I'm very serious about changing carriers. Murph, I think a lot of other people feel just like you do. Hey, don't be a stranger, Murph. Uh, always love talking to you. Give us a call back when we can uh, chat a little bit longer. All right, folks, hang tight. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, great to have you with us. By the way, if you haven't already done so, check out ToddSterns.com. We have some great stories for you there. Also, some free products, including our podcast, all three hours of the show. So if you miss an interview, you can go back and listen to it. Won't cost you a penny. You can also sign up for our free newsletter. And uh, by the way, this uh, was a 2 million readers on toddsterns.com and we're thankful for every single one of you well over a quarter million people now subscribing to our daily newsletter to stay informed and so we really appreciate the great work of our team over at toddsterns.com i want to go to the patriot mobile newsmaker line good to have with us from the fourth congressional district in texas our friend congressman pat fallon congressman hope you're doing good today happy valentine's day Happy Valentine's Day to Todd a great American. Well, you're kind to say that, Congressman. Um, look, a lot going on, and, of course, investigations are, are underway. Uh, the border crisis is is only getting worse, and I know this is something that you're very concerned about uh, as a member of House Oversight and Accountability. Todd, when I'm sitting there for the State of the Union, and I hear Joe Biden lie after lie, to, he is presenting him to the American people. And he says the border is getting better. When we hadn't had before Joe Biden a month with 200,000 illegal border crossings ever in our history, the last 10 months in a row have been over 200,000 border crossings. So he's lying through his teeth. 160 countries have had people 
crossed the border illegally in the last couple of years. Five million people under his watch, hundred over 100 people on the terrorist watch list. It has literally never been worse. The data proves it, and all Joe Biden does is lie. Congressman, the headline in the New York Post is just mind-blowing. This is from Terrell County. Texas County sees 540% human smuggling increase amid the border crisis. I mean, we're talking about human lives here at stake, not even to mention the, the, the drugs that are coming across the border. Oh, slavery is alive and well in the United States, and the cartels are responsible for the largest sexual trafficking operation in human history. Joe Biden is facilitating it and looking the other way. Pretending like it's not—it's not—it doesn't happen, and it—it's uh, an absolute crime of biblical proportions. Congressman, another story uh, that we've been following—the uh, headline from Fox News: Pentagon pressured by Republicans to stop forcing troops to pay back bonuses after forced separation. What's going on here? Well, I led a letter to an I Todd. I sit on the Armed Services Committee, and we saw under Biden separate 8,400 troops that refused to take an experimental vaccine that wasn't even necessary. And Joe Biden, um, you know, directed the department to do just that. And it doesn't make a lick of sense. And we want to get those people and that they were going to try to dishonorably discharge them. So we fought and prevented that from happening. But they, and this is in a time, Todd, where we can't even, Meet our recruiting goals. This is how crazy the left got on COVID. So then they want to not only kick them out of the service, but take money that they've already given them back. And we won't stand for it. Are, are, are we going to be able to undo all of the damage and, and these attacks that have happened on our brave fighting men and women? And we're going to do everything we can. We, you know, we have divided government, so at least we have a seat at the table. The other two seats are occupied by Democrats, Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden. But over the last two years, we didn't have a seat at the table, and they ignored us as if we didn't exist. We had small, tiny input because the radical lefties like AOC and the rest of the communist crew, they won't vote for a National Defense Authorization Act, what we call the NDAA. So the Democrats knew that it would have to come to us to some degree. But if it things, if we couldn't come to an accord, they would just go to them, and they would have really gutted the military even worse than they had already. So, But now we are you know, in control of one of those chairs. So we're going to do everything in our, in our power to do so. You know, it just seems to me, though, Congressman, I mean, based on what's just happening over the past couple of days when we've got all these unidentified objects flying uh, over our country, violating our airspace, uh, there are rumors of, of war, uh, and these rumors continue to grow just about every day, and we don't know if that's going to be with Russia or China or whoever, but you would think that you would want to have a military that was fully staffed and ready to go, God forbid, that day comes. Yes, they were playing this. They were doing, you know, social experiments, leftist social experiments, when I want my military to protect combat power. And, oh, by the way, deter authoritarianism. Deter authoritarian. Because what Ronald Reagan said it best, you want to keep the peace, you need to be strong. And if they sense weakness, they're like hyenas, they're wolves. And what we've seen with Afghanistan, the Afghanistan pull I really believe in my heart of heart, was probably the last straw with Putin in saying, all right, we're going to launch a full-scale invasion to Ukraine. And you don't think the Chinese communists are watching what's happening in Ukraine, sniffing around Taiwan, 
You know, that's exactly and precisely what they're doing. And Joe Biden can't even shoot down a weather balloon. Oh, I'm sorry, a weather balloon, a spy balloon. It's true. And and uh, and I'm curious how I understand we had to fire two missiles at the one that was over what uh, Lake Huron. Uh, the first missile missed. And again, we don't know what these devices are. We're all assuming they're coming from China, uh, but they could be coming from another one of our enemies. And uh, it's just a really strange and very, uh, maybe I guess the word is unsettling time in America right now. You know, what time it got me about Joe Biden is he can't just admit a mistake. That that first spy balloon that made all the hubble below should have been shot down over the Bering Sea or the Pacific. Now, once it hits Montana, you definitely pop it there. But what is what was his excuse? Well, my military said that we didn't want to hurt anybody on the ground. Montana's population density is seven per one square mile. Seven. And if you don't shoot it over one of the seven towns, the biggest towns in Montana, it goes down about two and a half. In other words, Alaska. It's the safest place over land to shoot the damn thing down. He didn't do it, and he let it, the Chinese gather all that intelligence over the next few days. It was ridiculous. And it makes you wonder why. I mean, was there some sort of a deal? We we don't know. I mean, it just it's mind boggling, but it makes no sense unless there was some sort of a private agreement uh, that Biden had to let the Chinese fly that thing over. I know. Is he compromised? We don't know. I mean, he's the one. Nobody in the world built the firewall except Joe Biden. Candidate Biden in 2019 said he ne- he had no idea what his son did, and he never met with any of his son's business partners. He said that. I don't have any knowledge of my son's business dealings. And then with the laptop and the New York Post story, we find that to be completely false, that he'd met with uh, over two dozen of his business associates, had dinner with them, took them around, gave them a tour of the White House, took photos with them, the whole nine yards. So why July like that? And why are you hiding and preventing the DOJ from releasing the 150 SARs, which are suspicious activity reports generated when there's weird things that happen financially? Why can't you release them to Congress? Because if you have nothing to hide, I would welcome the screw. Very interesting question. All right, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. Appreciate the intel and hope you have a great Valentine's Day. Thanks, Todd. You too. God bless you. All right, Congressman Pat Fallon from the 4th Congressional District in Texas, member of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee. Wow, crazy stuff. Hey, let's go back to the phones real quick before we have to take a break. Uh, Martin, listening to us on the Nevada Talk Network there in Vegas. Hi, Martin, what's going on? Yeah, Todd, I think you overblow it, uh, overblown the, uh, the uh, train wreck. Uh, I worked at a plant here in Nevada, several years ago that had uh, chloride as a uh, as a, uh, a truck that would come in with the chloride they had a park out out on the driveway they could not come in the plant it's volatile but that does not not, not mean that it's going to necessarily blow up that instant and these trains that uh, did have uh, that, that did have that uh, train wreck they had other chemicals on it but they're not every everybody you seem to talk to is not a chemist even the people that comment on the uh, the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, the chemicals, they're not chemists. So my point is that if chloride, chloride was one of the major factors, that would have been a problem. Now they're making every every freight car in the in, on the train a problem, which is not which is ridiculous. I just thought I'd mention it. I worked at the plant. It was called U.S. Ecology. It even had radioactive rock that came out of Area 51. By the way, the rock 
dissipates over the years, so there was no radioactive activity in it when I went there. Martin, what but, do you make uh, of all the animals that are dying? Um, chickens? I don't, I don't want, it could be chloride. Chloride is a uh, substance. Uh, they wouldn't have parked it on the driveway, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the uh, trucks, if it wasn't. Uh, there may have been some chloride spills. The rest of it, is, uh, to me, is bogus. Uh, I think they're they're picking on the railroads, whereas the truckers come on down this highway, US ninety five, totally, totally at top speed, and they do not even stop for, you know, deer in the way. So the point is, I, I guess, I guess you have to be careful who your what your uh, you know your object is on on, on certain issues, and, and uh, well, that's one of them. I think that was uh, unfortunate, but I don't think people are dying. Uh, that doesn't sound to me. All right, Martin, appreciate your insight, and uh, thank you for listening to us out there. we got we got to run for a break, but there you have it, folks. Martin says he doesn't think it's going to have that big of an impact. NBC News interviewing local residents who showed them uh, photographs or video of their dead chickens, dead fish in a stream that flows through one of the neighborhoods. And residents are now complaining of coughs and also headaches. That they, so they don't know what's causing that. The EPA said Friday in a letter to Norfolk Southern that chemicals carried on the train continue to be released in the air, surface soils, and surface waters. And as far as they know, everybody is safe. But short-term exposure to vinyl chloride can cause drowsiness, loss of coordination, disorientation, nausea, headache, which sounds like that would be a symptom, or burning or tingling. There you go. East Palestine has scheduled an emergency council meeting to respond to complaints from locals because they're being told everything's fine, come back, go back to school, go back to work, you are okay. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. that Biden would take this a little bit more seriously uh, what's happening out in Palestine, Ohio. I do seem to recall that his son, Bo, died of cancer after being exposed to piles of whatever was in those burn pits in Afghanistan. So you would think that they would um, be, I don't know, a bit more interested or involved or engaged in what's going on over there. And Ohio, but as someone pointed out, this this area is actually Trump country, so it could be that they're just going to be hands off because they don't want to help out anybody who supports President Trump. As as sad as that may be, that could very well be the reality of this sad situation. So, I mean, if it was, I don't know, if this was happening in Maxine Waters District, do you think? You think the intensity level from the White House would be a, a bit more elevated, maybe? Just want to put that, or I, you know, I don't know, John Lewis's, the late John Lewis's congressional district down in Georgia. I think there would be a bit more intensity, but because it's in 
that country, and by the way, and a lot of people forget this about Barack Hussein Obama, when he was talking about deplorable Americans, the people who cling to their guns and cling to their religion, he wasn't talking about us folks in the South. He was talking about people in that part of the country, Ohio and Pennsylvania. That's who he was, that's who he was talking about. A lot of people don't realize that. All right, uh, Roseanne Barr is uh, back, and uh, she is as feisty as ever. Cut number seven, please. No concept of reality. They've been living in a bubble forever. Asking questions have nothing to do with the real world. What is my gender, Mom? What is my gender? Your gender is get a job. That's your gender. (laughs) What are they thinking? Ask what is a woman? They don't know that. That one they're asking all the time, what is a woman? I'll tell you what a woman is. A woman is me. (laughs) That's what a woman is, okay? A woman is someone who cleans up everybody else's That's what a woman is. A woman is somebody whose boobs hang down to her knees with a prolapsed uterus from giving birth to five ungrateful little privileged never had to work for anything in their whole damn life. <laughs> my pronouns are kiss my Oh, there you go, Roseanne. She's a little fired up. Look, I think a lot of people are really frustrated by all this uh, these uh, sex and gender revolutionaries out there. Trying to confuse everybody. You can only you can only take so much, America. You can only take so much. Anyway, good for you, Roseanne. I think that's the Fox Nation special. You know, I tried to unsubscribe from Fox Nation like five years ago. I, you can't. It's it's impossible. I don't know. I'm. They're still taking my what five ninety nine a month. Anybody knows how to unsubscribe? Let me know. It's. I mean, it is what it is. By the way, speaking of um, comedians, so the uh, Turning Point USA, are you guys uh, familiar with Turning Point? Uh, that's Charlie Kirk's group. So I was invited to a TPUSA event. They were bringing a comedian onto the college campus. And I don't know. I, I mean, it's um, I don't know what I was expecting. And maybe that was the whole thing. And maybe I'm just out of touch with the new conservative movement, uh, you know, that's really being – I think um, TPUSA is really setting the stage for the future of conservatism. So anyway, I go to this go to this comedian. It was a comedian. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. And I sit there, and there wasn't a large crowd there, but I'm sitting there, and the jokes, the filth coming out of that guy's mouth, I I was floored. It was like something you would see on Comedy Central where even they would still have to bleep it on Comedy Central, I was floored. And I'm sitting sitting there thinking, okay, is that is this is this what the conservative movement has become now? To attract college kids to the conservative movement, you've got to be foul mouthed, you've got to be filthy. Is that is is that where we're going here? I was just curious about that. I listening to Roseanne maybe think about that. But I guess to do they want to be do they feel like to be able to reach college students, the average college students, 
they've got to drop this kind of language that, quite frankly, got President Trump in a bit of hot water when they recorded him on that bus with Billy Bush back in the day. But apparently, now this is what you got to do to reach the next generation. I, I don't know. I, I, I hope I, I hope I'm wrong here on this. But uh, that was really eye opening. Yeah, we can't be a part of stuff like that. We just can't do that stuff. All right, look, folks, we got to get out of here. ToddSterns.com, Caleb Park, our managing editor, churning out the copy. And you got to read the piece you just wrote on the AI banning me and Trump. Folks, get out there. Have a great day. Happy Valentine's Day. You give your, give your Valentine a great big hug and tell him you love him. And we're going to see you back here tomorrow. Be good, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.